0: You are listening to the Boker Broadcast, a War Machine and Hordes podcast centered on the NJSOB Meta. Sit back and take a listen as we discuss fluff, the rules, or anything else that catches our attention. Special thanks to the More Than Dice Podcast Network for hosting the podcast. <laughs> but you know what, Occasionally, I'd like some help with my show, thank you. Uh, I gotta go to the SoundCloud and see how yeah, many are up there. I'm going there right now. Uh, let's see. your computer's faster last? than mine, I guarantee you. Uh,
1: so, episode six was our last regular episode, then we had the Boker bulletin.
0: No, no, six. So we're seven now. Yes. Excellent. And welcome to episode seven of the Boker Broadcast. I'm your host, Seth Cohen, and with me as always is... even Rabideau. And...
2: I don't know. I, I think I want to change it. I'll just say RDC.
0: That's what you've been going with. I mean, That's what you always say. Do you want to have like a new DJ name or something? Is that what you're, you're shooting for?
2: Yeah, I was going for like, you know how we have Brooklyn Zone, Joe Causey? It was going to be Staten Island Zone, RDC. Ah, okay.
0: You know what I mean? Not G Master Flash from the island? No. Uh, uh, oh, God. Now that you said that. What the hell was it? The Grand...
2: Fuck. The what grand... was Bud's name on uh, Married with Children?
0: He was Grandmaster something. I have no idea. I never watched Married with Children. How is that possible? Because I didn't like the show. But it's funny. Uh, I'm sure it is. I did not find it funny. Then you have no sense of humor. That I've been told that. Uh, my anti-fun agenda has been clear for some I think some it was time, Grandmaster
2: Arthur. B. It was Grandmaster B. And then Kelly would tease him about Grandmaster, I don't
0: even know. Ah, that must have been very, very funny. No, not that. That wasn't funny. Okay. all right so it has been a long time since we have podcasted it is all my fault uh i literally have been doing nothing but uh going to work being a dad and printing and painting terrain for captain con that is right uh, you've been in the terrain works yes dungeon yes yeah
1: note for the audio seth is currently covered in paint (laughs) <laughs> so head to toe. Well, and, and,
2: res- and resin release agent. Yeah. yeah I, I, I
1: think there's a little, like, wood filler on him. It's just, like, <laughs> he's covered in sand, maybe? I don't know. It's, you need That's help. That's
0: how so. I feel. That's how I feel. Man, you know what? It was like, woo, we sold out. There are, like, 54 people, you know, uh, playing all weekend long. Holy crap, we don't have enough terrain for anybody. It um, more than quite,
1: doubled, I guess, in size, right?
0: Uh, yeah, so but more importantly yeah and the year before that, but the issue wasn't the size. The issue was Captain Khan has not invested well in terrain over the years. The guys who mm-hmm. organize the event don't play the game anymore, so they don't have a reason to know um you know I'm not trying to level criticism so rather yeah, than were. rather than talk with them about buying or creating all new terrain for an all new steamroller, we knew that we were rolling out new terrain for the brawl, so we figured. This has got to be the place to debut it and and try it out and get some feedback. So if you missed our, uh, our hype Facebook post from – I think it was this week. Um, all of our terrain is 3D but model-friendly. Model-friendly 3D. <laughs> and what that means is you can A stand – A lot of
2: time and effort went into making these. That's what that yeah. means.
0: You can stand on all the hills. You can stand uh, on the acid, on the shallow water, uh, everything – that uh you know a model can be in it it can stand in and then we whatever we couldn't make that way you know we still had the removable pieces removable trees removable vortexes uh you know cloud fluff all those kinds of things Mm -hmm. so um uh, we're uh we, we we got it all it's all painted it looks amazing it's all flocked Uh, and it's going to be at Captain Con, and if you're there and you're playing, we would love some feedback on it. Uh, We already think we hate the rubble, (laughs) and we're changing it, Uh, but that's okay, because we're going to repurpose everything. It's all good. Uh, Don't say we hate. We don't hate the rubble. We just found something even better for the rubble to be. Well, truthfully, we looked at the the rubble, and and we were like, this looks more like quicksand. Exactly, so why do you have to put a negative connotation on it? Maybe this is quicksand, because I I had some grand designs on that rubble. I was finding all sorts of relief maps online and, and changing their size and their profiles. And I was so proud of myself because of the designs that it made when you dry brushed it. And then Steve went and found this beautiful cobblestone and said, this is rubble. And we're all like, yeah, that's <laughs> rubble. <laughs> what the heck is all this? So, uh, yeah, so we are a week away from Captain Khan. Very excited, uh, you know, excited to, to see all the folks and to play all the games. Um, but, you know, certainly one of the things that uh, that we were nervous about was, um, you know, the new SR. So we ran ourselves a little steamroller uh, this past weekend. And we're going to talk about that and talk about um, some of the new rules that have come out or new rulings, I should say, not new rules, new rulings, because uh, we're not going to re- review all the, the, the update as well. That's not really what we do here. You know, we're not going to. Uh, be first on 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 podcasting to read you the new steamroller or read you the rules update other people are much better at that we're we're better at 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 attending things and running events and coming back and reporting on them and then arthur who wasn't there telling us we were wrong the whole time so I was there. what the fuck are you talking about he was there yeah this time he was there i just mean in general that seems to be our pattern
1: at the last steamroller i was at he was there too
0: yeah, yeah yeah but was seth there no Seth Probably was
1: not
2: exactly
0: yeah yeah you, you turned that around nicely sir kudos to you yeah, it's a gift <laughs> <laughs> you also make it easy <laughs> all right but before we get into all of that uh, and i also want to talk a little bit about fluff and i'll, I'll hit the spoiler alert uh uh you know, uh, warning before we get into that stuff as well. Uh, before we get into that, uh, Mr. Rabideau, when do tickets go on sale for the Boker Brawl? February 15th. The 15th. Now, I can't believe I'm actually going to say this this year. The number of people that have reached out to me and said that they are coming, and I understand that intention to come and then actually having the people and hitting that that uh, buy a ticket button are two different things, I'm going to say this now. We can only fit 32 teams. So... Right. If you're 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 pretty sure you're coming, if you're you know like eighty percent or more, buy that ticket because I've had a lot of folks uh, tell me that they're really you know planning on getting there this year. And yeah. then um, it's
1: going to be a great year.
0: Yeah, it's going to be gonna a be fantastic year. year. Uh, we've been knocking ourselves out trying to get marked for apprising for everybody. We're we're doing all the stuff we always do, but we actually have new stuff added this year. We're going to have a narrative event, and I I found a fantastic person to be our our DM for the weekend on that narrative. Uh, It's called A Bridge Too Far. The attackers are trying to take the bridge, and the defenders are, of course, trying to make sure that you do not take that bridge. Uh, It's played over – we haven't really figured it out, like two and a half tables, something like that. And it's going to be a whole weekend thing. So by the end of the weekend, that bridge will be taken or it will not be. Maybe it will be even blown up. We don't know. Uh, and then the other thing is we were talking about how there is really no longer uh, a great place for uh, a Thunderdome, right? Thunderdome used to be a lot of fun. We had a Thunderdome table a couple of times at the brawl. People didn't really play. I think Thunderdome has had its time in the sun. If you're not familiar, you brought two, three casters, and it was three casters against six other people who had three casters, and there are some special rules. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It was quick. Uh, So this year, we are going to do something in in a similar vein called the Kane Run. Uh, This is about Alistair Kane, and one person is going to play Kane, and the other people are going to play the townspeople who are out to kill him. And you've got to get Kane out of town. More details about that later. Mr. Rabbitoh, am I forgetting anything?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it's just going to be a big year for the Boca Brawl. I agree. It's definitely the year to make it out. If yes. you had Any doubts? Yes. If you've had any thoughts or any thoughts about coming, uh, definitely do.
0: Yep. We're gonna uh, serve lunch each day as we always do. We're having the the subs from uh, Just Subs on Friday, which we used to call hoagies, but it made Arthur upset. And then on Saturday, yeah, don't uh, be even Saturday,
1: I, I, and- I want to just say I've never called them hoagies either.
0: okay i'm really coming out for arthur this episode yeah i see that and i appreciate it thank you
1: buddy
0: (laughs) but what i don't get is the only reason i call them hoagies is because i lived in philly for a while and it just became a habit right and then i figured arthur if you if you're such an eagles fan why you know why don't you have the philadelphia lingo to go along with it
2: because they're fucking idiots they're still from philadelphia they don't know shit about food they only know about football no they know how to be an asshole They're the worst fans in the the league, and I'm proud to be a part of them. I mean, everybody knows
0: that, right? Okay, and then Saturday, uh, the lunch is going to be uh, chili this year. We have uh, the, the the wonderful person we had cooking again uh, last year, and uh, you know, she's just she she works magic with food, and if you have any doubt after we had, you know, we always give the leftovers, uh, to the guys in the, in the kitchen and the guys at the bar, you know, the veterans at the VFW. And on Sunday, the, the VFW commander said, do you think she can come back and cook for us? Would she be interested in working for us? (laughs) So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's really good stuff. So, uh, all right. So that is the plan for the Boker Brawl tickets go on sale on the 15th, go to our website and, click and buy your tickets. 32 teams is what we got for the weekend. All right. So we ran a event at a new store for the NJSOBs. We're trying to build a meta at the Gilded Raven. Uh, It's not a huge store, but it's a very comfortable store. It's a very clean store. They have great size tables, uh, a lot of space on them. We can fit 16 players in there. Anything else about the store, Arthur, that I'm missing?
2: Um, You know what? Uh, A lot of good places... (laughs) To grab a snack and things near the store,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're at a, uh, and they're at a, strip a huge mall. board games
2: and a huge board game selection.
0: Yeah, they do. They have nice board game selection. They really yeah, do. They're, they're they're at a big strip mall, and, and and there are lots of places to eat there. We don't have to go far when it was time to to pack up and get something to eat. So yeah, even uh, within
1: five minutes, there's a ton of places. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we brought some of our uh, some of our terrain that we're bringing to CapTicon to try it out. And I'll tell you, the first thing I found that uh, gave me pause or I found interesting, I'm not sure what the right term is, I gave everybody a Steamroller cheat sheet. And on one side was a chart showing what each objective or cash or flag, what it took to score it. And, you know, like, you know, was it was it a troop? Was it a solo? Was it within three inches? Was it within two inches? put a little kill box uh, rule on there, the two scenarios that used a variant or didn't use it at all. And that went over well. But on the other side, I put the steps that the players now have to go through before the game starts. Uh, that That is a change from the old steamroller. And the change is really only one thing before the game starts. After you choose sides, you set up a scenario, right? That's new.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was very concerned that people would be confused. They wouldn't do things in the right order. And as I start listing out the steps, I'm like, well, wait a second. If I'm listing this, I might as well you know, list out when you pick prey and when you reveal your, your army list and when you uh, uh, choose rack your spells and all those kinds of things. And some of the feedback I got was that people felt that list was overwhelming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though there was only one new thing, and it's all the stuff we have always done, they have felt that list was overwhelming. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts? Is that list a positive or a negative for players on the new SR?
1: I think it's a positive if it highlights the new stuff. I think it is kind of a negative if it's everything all at once, especially if a lot of it won't apply to every player. Um, It's certainly like, it's nice perhaps to be reminded of like when you pick prey, but you know, I'm not picking prey and a lot of people are not picking prey. So like, you know, is that really necessary to list it in its entirety? Maybe not. I do think it's it's helpful to as like a quick reminder to be like, oh, this is when you pick the list. This is when you rack the spells. And then this is when you, you know, do the scenario. Um, Because like, as you mentioned, it is a big change that well, in a sense, it's a big change that you set up the scenario after you pick sides. And then like the reason for that is because the some I don't know, half the scenarios are asymmetric. So, you don't really, you can't really set it up until you know which player you are and which side you're on the board. Right. Yeah. So, I think that's, I mean, that's the main thing. So, I think if you hit the high notes that everybody will participate in, or at least most people will, because I guess not everybody even racks spells, I think the high points makes more sense. Plus, it keeps it to like five, five, sure. items, you know, five steps.
0: Should, should I, how about if I change the list and make the, five steps and then optional steps like on a like you know kind of put them like side by side on the left side or this is what you do and then put like a 1a for the you know uh uh, racking spells or the you know 4c for the picking prey or that kind of stuff
1: so to me this sounds like a good thing
0: to put in the player's packet
1: Mm. okay? because then it's there um and if people have questions they can find it and and then i think you have the abridged version which is like the five steps on um, maybe the back of the scenario sheet or whatever we're doing this year for the of Brawl, then, you know, you have it there. So it's it's something that people can reference. But I do think like after five games, you get it. You okay.
0: Know. Well, I'll tell you, um, the people at Captain Con are going to have the cheat sheet I created uh, on an index card that it's already printed. It's too late to, <laughs> to do something else. So I'll get some more feedback from the Captain Con folks and we'll make necessary changes for the Brawl, obviously. Arthur, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about, right? That cheat sheet that I gave out to everybody. Yes. Yeah. One of the nice, nice pieces of feedback I got was on your, on the chart that showed like the 30, 40, 50, the flag, the the cash. um, Someone said, put a little triangle next to the flag. So they know what you're talking about because they're both 20 millimeter and put Mm. a square, put a square next to the cash. And once I did that, I was like, wow, that's, that's perfect. Why didn't I think of that? Right. Yeah. A little like symbol help. Yeah. Yeah. Else? Well, I got to be honest. Uh, I have a few complaints about the the new SR document, not huge ones, but one of them is if it says in there the triangle means flag and a, a, a square means cash somewhere before the maps, I yeah. can't find it. Right. I, I felt yeah. like the only way I knew the difference was by looking at the maps and the scenario that didn't have a cash but had a flag, had a triangle. So by process of elimination, I figured out which one was which. Sure. Um, it might be there. I could just be a poor reader below grade level. But, um, yeah, that, that was one of the things. So that was a good – I think that was a Gonzo suggestion of all things. And um, Why of all things? He's a smart guy. You're just picking apart every yeah. last little thing that I said. You're the one you. who said it. I mean, it's... Well, you, now you're saying it. But, Do well, you have a problem with Gonzo? No, I'm trying to defend the guy from your Well, harassment. you're doing a poor job of it, man. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So yeah, that, that was one of the, the early concerns. So we started with payload. Uh, I believe that was our first scenario for the day. It was. And payload, isn't that the one where the objectives move?
1: Uh, Well, you're going to have to be more specific. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they move and then explode.
0: Yeah. Um, And I'm like, wow, maybe I should have thought a bit, not had that be the very first one for new people, but Hey, you know what? You, you, you go in feet first, right?
1: Yeah, we had three or four people um at least playing their first Mark IV steamroller. Right. And like their first experience of these uh of these scenarios and, and like a tiered system here where we had people, this was probably their first Mark IV tournament, people where this was their first uh you know, SR twenty four tournament. I guess that was most people, and then uh people for whom this was their first Mark IV game at all. Right. You know. So it, it to start with payload is you know. It was a little tricky.
0: Yeah, that was a random die roll. I I, I might I might think about that for uh, for Captain Con round one on Friday. You know, pick something not as involved. But you know, we've only got three rounds on Friday, so you know, it may just be the dice roll as well. We'll see. Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, I I think that the the scenarios will take a little bit of getting used to. Yeah. But once we're used to them, it'll be relatively quick. They always yeah. do. I,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. it, you know, I am a little concerned about how long it took people to get their games moving, mm-hmm. but I also think, again, like you said, we had so many folks who, this was not only their first steamroller, uh, 24 steamroller, this was their first mark for a game. So there was a yes. lot for them to get used to.
1: Yeah. I think, um, th- that is something that will speed up over time, but also when you have more people, you just kind of have a average of, you know, an average length of time that just goes up a little bit. So, it's always gonna take more time because it's no longer uh it's no longer lean time like before what would happen is the only time that you would count for setting up scenario is really the last game, and then they set up scenario and then the next round can begin right because everybody right. else is setting it up while it ends, but you can't right. do that anymore you have to yeah. set it up on you know on not round time or not clock per se, but like you know it's part of the part of the the length of time that it takes now so That's just something to consider for sure. Like you're going to have to add like 10 minutes to each round.
0: Yeah. That's what I was thinking as well. Um, That's what I was thinking also. And it was funny. I think we, we, we setting up the room took no time at all because I wasn't setting up a scenario. Mm -hmm. Me and David Lee were just throwing terrain down on tables and then spreading them out and make sure that we had our four pieces of line of sight blocking. And did we have uh you know, three or four in each quadrant and, you know, did we, uh, not clog up any lanes, but not create anything too great. You know, like the, all, all the stuff you do, it didn't take a ton of time. I think it took longer to take out all the boxes with all the terrain than it did to actually mm-hmm. put the terrain mm-hmm. out on the tables. Now, of course, this was only, uh, what was it, six tables that yeah. we did? Yeah. yeah, we did six. Yeah, six tables that we did, 12 people. And, and obviously it'll take me much longer when I'm talking about, you know, setting up for 48 people uh, or actually 56 people uh, at CaptainCon. Which is I'm doing it the night before, but it's still just much easier, right? You just throw it out there. But you made a comment as I was setting up, and you were like, "All right, I already see a problem. These tables have no theme. They don't. They don't make any kind of cognitive sense, right? You have this big, uh, big, huge tree stump, and then there's this acid pool sitting four inches from it, and you know, and, and you're like, 'Doesn't you know? We need to theme the tables better.'" Um, and I think I'd said to you, you know, what we should probably do is, is create a theme for each table, put it in a box. And then when we're setting up, you know, here's this box, here's that box, here's that box. But, uh, that is certainly something to think about because there was so much terrain and we were so excited to use it all. It was like on one table, we have, uh, logs, open graves, columns, uh, uh an obstruction. That's a big giant tree an obstruction. That's a house, uh, two walls, uh, you know, a, a water effect, an acid effect and some kind of uh, a storm cloud and something was on fire. Mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. like what is happening on this table?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and we were just so excited to use terrain we didn't think about that. So we're going to have a little bit of like, everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I that's something that um, especially at Gilded Raven where we're actively like trying to recruit players and stuff like that. Like the idea of like drawing people into the game you know, first 3D terrain you know, you want 3D terrain that, so the table actually looks interesting in some way instead of just a flat mouse pad. Um, and then the next level up, I think, is a, a table that looks not just, you know, it doesn't just have stuff on it, but it ha- it looks interesting. Like there's something about this table, like it makes sense when you look at it yeah. and it's not just a random assortment of terrain. Right. Um, I think that's that absolutely goes to part of it. I think for a tournament, it matters less. And I mean, maybe for the poker Brawl, we want to aim for it just because, you know, premier event and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think there's something to be said for like setting up a table that makes sense. And it can be challenging because you want it to you want it to have a variety of terrain. And so, you know, if you have all these different things, you know, it's going to look a little weird. But I do think setting out to make the table to like set the table up in a way that is intentional, that has some sort of intentionality to it. Yes. So like the, the most basic thing that I've started doing is I will set things up in a diagonal. So if I have multiple houses, I imagine that the street runs, you know, from the bottom right corner to the top left corner and the houses are kind of arranged along that street. You know,
0: it's oh, good thinking. Yeah.
1: So because then it looks like something is here. Like yeah. there's something going on. So like, maybe the walls are more or less like, you know, they're all at right angles to each other within the table, you know, they're not sure. just like thrown randomly. Um, and then they're kind of angled, you know, stuff like that, where it's just, yeah, yeah, it yeah. gives more, more thought to the table,
0: more congruence. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. David Lee was uh was judging at the event. It was his first time judging. He did a fantastic job. He only know?
1: DQ'd like three people. It was pretty good.
0: <laughs> that was brutal, man. Time only was... only two of them out of frustration. Right, yeah yeah. 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 So uh yeah, he did a fantastic job. He's gonna be with me at, at Captain Con as well. And then uh we're gonna have a little transition of power. Captain Con, he's gonna take over as the lead guy there, and then, uh, you know, in future Captain Cons, maybe I'm actually a player. That would uh, that'd be fairly amazing.
2: <laughs>
0: would it though? It would. It would really be amazing if I could go to a con and play all weekend. It, it hasn't happened in a really long time, so that would excite me. All right, we talked about the the terrain. We talked about the cheat sheet. We talked about the. Oh, you know, I heard something very interesting. I, I think it was at dinner afterward. Someone was talking about how, with the new scenarios, they kind of got um, uh, shell shocked with the number of little circles they had to keep track of all around the board. This mm-hmm. is cash. This is you know the flag terrain. The objective terrain was was pretty obvious, but the uh, you know uh, this one's going to move. This one's fifty. This one's forty. What you know, and and someone said what you have to do is think about each objective marker as its own zone, right? A three inch circle around that little objective marker. Instead of envisioning, you know, uh, uh, two 12 inch circles or, you know, a, a 12 by six rectangle on the table, when you see that little marker in your mind, draw a three inch circle around it. And that's the zone you're trying to score or um, contest. And that should help kind of focus your thinking because it's similar to what we would do in the previous steamroller. And I thought that's a that's a really good piece of advice, because it is. We've just made the zones much much smaller and put more of them on the table, and then that seems more familiar. I thought that was a really great way to think about it.
1: I think another thing to do is absolutely either buy the private press objective set or you know make your own, print them, you know just design them using bases and stuff like that. Uh, because it's very helpful to have something that doesn't look like a proxy base, because there's going to be several of them on the table. Yeah. So it it definitely at the start, um, it was all too easy to to you know when we were practicing back at the the other at Maplewood. It's very easy to be like, oh, I'm just going to move this. Out. Oh wait, that was the you know that that was the flag or that was yeah the, the yeah because yeah. we're not used to especially we're not used to thirty millimeters. Right. So it can be it can be and the fifty. Is scoring warjacks and cohort models, so there will often be a 50 millimeter heavy or something nearby it, so it can be very easy to to end right. up thinking it's a proxy. So yeah, it's that's a good piece of advice investing well, in that kind
0: of thing. Well, it's like that first game I played of, of SR24 uh, at the store in South Jersey, right where I was playing Dave Portal. And we got, we confused our 20 millimeters because they were just both two little 20 millimeters. And I ended up mm-hmm. saying, all right, just take my cash, take the point because I've been treating this other thing as the cache. It's not its objective terrain. Yeah. Um, yep. So
1: it's easy to, and then especially, yeah, if you're using like we have the two wooden cutouts, it's way yeah. too easy to be like, oops, I moved the wrong one. Or like this right. one. Oh, yeah, that's right. This one's the one that matters where it's positioned, and the other one just has to be in the terrain. You know, it's, it can yeah. get very, complicated
0: yeah you know so officially in the steamroller the players are supposed to be bringing their own their own objective markers mm-hmm. um now i will have some laser cut cutouts uh, i put a c on the 20 millimeters that are caches i the other 20 millimeter ones are blank i've got uh 40s i've got 50s you know uh to, to help folks out but you really need to bring your own everybody mm-hmm. uh, and we thought hey what was the one that people probably don't commonly have because we've been giving out 40 and 50 millimeter objectives for six years now,
2: mm-hmm, right? People right.
0: got a lot of those, but we thought, hey, uh, I bet no one really has a 30, a good 30 proxy that isn't, or a good 30 objective marker that isn't uh, you know, a base from a model or a model of some kind that they own. And that's why we have Doug Hamilton putting together for us a Doug Hamilton designed 30 millimeter objective marker for, uh, for the Boker Brawl. So nice. that'll be special for everybody. So I, I,
2: I think that, that that announcement, announcement like that, needed to be bigger. We could have hyped that up a little bit. Could have been like, "Do you have one?
0: No, you don't, but you will."
2: You know, see, like mm. you, you could you could put that spin on
0: it. Uh, of course, you remember that we've actually announced it officially before. Doesn't matter. Just you just follow you,
2: up every time. Is the first time. Uh, Feels okay. like the first time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's uh, that was two
2: episodes ago. So like you. Know, I can't expect anybody to remember what we said two episodes ago. Uh, I certainly don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I can't think of anything else we need to say about, uh, about our first steamroller experience, right? We talked about the train, the players, the, the mini zones, the uh, gosh, it was, we only, we held it to three rounds. We ran so long that we had to do like a hard dice down, which I don't think I've ever done before, Mm -hmm. Uh, but everyone Mm -hmm. was playing very casually so it was very like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Well, let's put our dice down at six thirty, yeah, clean up, whatever. and walk. Yeah, walk out the door. But who ended up winning the whole event when we were done? Mm,
1: I think I came in third. I think that's what was announced.
0: Nope, yeah. nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh,
1: David's biggest mistake.
0: Yeah, that's right. His biggest mistake was get getting wrong who got first place, which was you. It was you mate. won it again. Was yeah. yeah, nice job. But it, was, nice it job.
1: was a good time. It was a very good time. Uh um,
0: cheated. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? The the oh, last. Level. Th- the last thing I'll talk hmm. about with the, with the SR-24 that uh, uh, threw people was we're no longer using army points destroyed.
1: Yes. We're using Even though it says it in use the packet.
0: army Well, points I'll get objectives. to that too. So right. I'm, so I'm going to
1: highlight – I want to highlight that in case there's any privateer press employees listening. No one's that's listening. A, that's a part that needs to be cleaned it's up. It's like
2: uh, army, uh, army points scored or objective it's points like scored, whatever presence. it's called. Scenario presence. Scenario presence.
0: Which Um, I like,
1: actually. Like, it's a pretty interesting way to do it. It just has some
0: weird scenarios that pop up. So what happens is you're supposed to score your models as if there was no one contesting.
2: Yes.
0: And, uh, you you know, so a whole unit has to be within the three inches. Um, But interestingly, if a unit... If one guy from a unit is within two inches of objective piece of terrain, you're getting the points for the whole unit because as right. long as there's like two models there, like another solo, right? And um, it can be anything, yeah, so, it like, can be anything. so
1: that's the thing, right? So that's that's sort of the yeah the sort of weird corner case about it is basically as far as I understand it, it is whatever is threatening to score, like you yep. could you could put it that way, where it's like okay, you could potentially score if there were no.
0: If if no one was contesting Um,
1: and therefore like that and you count those army points, the army points that are threatening the score. So now my question is, if I have a single warjack within one, you know, within two inches of objective terrain, would that be considered like if it's a single model and there's only one model near it? Is that considered scenario presence or is it not?
0: Uh, well, uh, I would have to go back to my handy dandy flow chart of what scores objective terrain. I don't remember. Oh, so anything
1: can, you just need two models. So, so do what, I have to have two models there?
0: Yeah, you have to have two.
1: Okay. That's,
0: that's. Oh, I see what you're saying. So if I only have one model there, do I get the points for the one? Yeah. Well, cause it's score, right? You need two to score. Okay. So I would say no. Right and right. since no one from privateer press is listening, no one will correct us and I will reach out and see if I can get that checked out. Honestly, I think at this point, the only person who listens is my mother. She downloads the episode, gives me, gives me feedback. She likes you guys. She probably likes me best, though, right? Yes, yes, she does. Yeah.
2: The other so, day, um, I was having a serious conversation with uh, somebody. The topic came up that I am very cocky. And are, I said, did, you, not... did you
0: want us to jump in and object or just let you go with no, this? No, no,
2: no, it's fine. Okay, go I, keep going. I, I said, I'm not cocky, I'm just very self-aware.
0: Okay, was, was that the end of that story? Was it going to go anywhere? Or just... it's the end of that story. That was okay. funny. You just right. missed it. All right, so, I gotcha. You well, had to goes, think about it little, It was a little highbrow a little yeah, too intellectual. Yeah. Well, understand. it goes back to that whole thing. I don't find the Bundys funny either, so you know, what do you expect? All and right. you don't even like South Park. I don't like South Park. But I like South. Family Guy. Doesn't that count? Family Guy is not as good as South Park. It's so much funnier than Fa- South Park.
2: No, because South Park calls out more bullshit.
0: No, South Park tries to be offensive and if they're funny while they're being offensive it's okay with them yeah that's fine by me yeah family guy is funny and they don't care if they're offensive that's totally different mm, they,
2: they crowbar in some shit there too yeah i don't know you know what show i don't like What's i don't that? like the office and it's on all the friggin' time it's like never watched it Seinfeld. never it watched sucks. it yeah. it doesn't suck but it's not good
0: okay i've never watched it um i and truthfully, it's not that i object to tv i just don't have a lot of time to watch So, you know, so uh, like I tried putting the TV on while I was painting and then I wasn't paying attention when I was painting and it was taking me longer. So I just don't watch a lot of TV. So I I don't have a lot of commentary there for you. So we talked about our steamroller experience, our first steamroller experience. Uh, I think we wanted to discuss some of the new models that have just come out in the most recent release. I've
2: been desperately the entire time trying to find them. And I can't find anything. And I even went to Privateer Press's new website and I used the word new,
0: but my God, is that a piece of shit? Well, I'm not trying to be snarky. Did you, did you update the app? Yeah. Okay. So go to, no,
2: but I I was just talking about like to see like new models go renderings. Oh oh, yeah.
0: No, they they don't organize that well on their website. I got to say like, you can't just like, you have to go to their. They still have
2: like, if you go to like news and announcements and releases and things like that, they're, really, they're, they're telling you, oh, coming out is Warcaster crap. Well, from April of twenty three. Yeah,
0: they they uh, they they do a lot of their uh, new release announcements on Facebook. Whatever. I, I know. Never mind. I'm gonna stop. Thank you. All right. Anyone want to give out any kind of you know quick response to our our new Cursebound cadre?
1: Well, I think the most the most interesting thing to me that came out. Um, along with them is a nerf to Windstorm, which yes. makes it friendly faction only. And Ooh.
0: you know why they did that, right?
1: It's because of those balloons.
0: Because of the balloons,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. that have their own. They are flying high, so it's minus three uh, for that. Minus yep. three range for yep. range attacks targeting them. And then uh, Windstorm add would add an additional minus three, so you'd be minus six range against them. Yep, so, well, which it's is a, a lot.
0: Maybe it's a very high up in the air balloon. Well, now it's not. They're all flying much lower because Windstorm became friendly faction. Mm. So that was a Honestly, nice. Honestly,
2: Windstorm should blow the damn thing away. Just be off the right. board. You so cast yeah.
1: Windstorm, you lose balloons.
0: That's they right. Go, <laughs> you destroys <lose laughs> all balloons. Um, so one of the one of the things that uh, uh, someone had commented on uh, one of the Facebook posts that they were annoyed at the amount of spell ward that was out there on the cursed cadre, and I, you know, and and, and I don't comment often uh, on that stuff, but I was like, well. I mean, because the comment specifically was, I feel like I'm having like Doom Reaver flashbacks all over again. Like, well, but it does make sense because that's where the Doom Reavers got their stuff. Right. That's That's the original Doom Reaver stuff. You know, so it's true. It's absolutely
1: it's absolutely like a blessing and a curse kind of situation, because I mean, one of the big changes recently in the update, um,
0: which did we ever talk about the update? We did not. Again, we let other people, you know, really take care of the update on the steamroller
1: all right well um so the one of the big changes to the to dusk in the update is all basically i think all maybe not all of their spell ward changed to sacred ward. so every everything that had spell ward now has sacred ward instead basically in that faction and it's a huge deal because now you can buff those models like they had the the one that jumps out the most by far is um the the blade masters i think is what they're called and so they're yep. just like pow 12 swordsmen um with reach speed six uh and then you know you can bring that guy along give him inspiration and then give him stealth and stuff like that um but you couldn't put battle lust on them and so it's kind of eh like here's some pow 12s you can't put battle lust on them you know you can't put in resolve if you wanted to like it, like you can't do anything to them So you couldn't put Mirage on them to give them, like, an extra speed boost. But now you can. So it's a big deal. And so, like, having Spell Ward specifically means that, uh, like, no Silence of Death can go on them. Right. Uh, No, um, what's it called? Death March. So, like, there's a ton of buffs that could go on them but can't. Gotcha. So, like, it it absolutely matters. Like, especially the big heavy guys. Like, them being unable to be... you can't give inviolable resolve to them, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, the 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 gotten champion is a weapon master, right? He's not getting any other kind of buffs, right? the yeah. uh, The Nashers, uh, what do they got? Their armor seventeen, defense eleven. They're weapon masters also, right? But mm-hmm. uh, you're not buffing uh, you're not buffing them in, in any way. So, yeah, so, I guess... so there are
1: a couple, there are a couple things that can in the, so like carnage, for example, is just a flat out, like every, you know, cast it on self and then everybody in the control range gets plus two to hit or, or, you know, targeting models in your control range. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that there are those kinds of things that will still work, but yeah, like the, the Nashers are going to be held back because they would be a really good and viable resolve target, you know, right. bringing them up to armor 19 with eight boxes and tough and can't be knocked down. Like, That would be a
0: whole nuisance. Sounds great. Now you can. Right. And then you've got a monstrosity in this uh, uh, war machine faction. It is the Ravener. Uh, cursed Bound Condre Monstrosity, 30 health boxes. It's got Berserk. It's an Orgoth Monstrosity. And I love how after like this wall of text, it says, "Note: these rules are not final. They are going to be moved to a more central spot in the core rules. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give themselves two outs. We're going to move this somewhere else and it might be different. Uh, then it's got <laughs> Snacking. And not only does it have Snacking, because it's a monstrosity, it can be healed like a war beast. So that's that's pretty darn good. Uh, you know, you just need to heal a point here or there to get give an aspect back, and then snacking heals it up the rest of the way, right? It's got mm. spell ward, so it's got so it's a weapon master, and it's a weapon master open fist. I thought well, that was interesting. Hmm. Uh, the mechano claw has a man catcher, and the man catcher says a warrior model hit by this attack suffers minus two defense and cannot advance while within this model's melee round melee range for one round. Uh, and I guess you have to be careful there because if you man catch one dude from a unit one of the other dudes can move away and that guy's going to port right out of your man catcher thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'm, it keeps uh, a solo where you want them. Yeah. It keeps a solo where you want it is, is what, what happens. And, uh, yeah, I, you know what, that looks, that looks all pretty exciting. Uh, you know, if I, if I get all this cursed cadre stuff, then my son and I can both play the faction and, uh, not have a lot of overlap. And that's really good.
1: You know what? I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. It would be great if you could zoom in on the app.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, just not- trying to look at some of the, you know, the images from the models, like if I could tap the image and then there'd be a full-size image, that'd be amazing.
0: I try to do that all the time. Yeah. I know, it's very frustrating. Well, not to flash back to our conversation about- This uh, is
1: exactly what I was thinking though, too. Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah the steamroller. But that yeah. was one of the issues. People couldn't read the stinking maps
1: it's very on tiring. the app.
0: So for Captain Con, we've actually printed out the, the steamroller maps and we're going to hand them out to everybody. Uh, not because we're super nice guys, but because we hope that's going to facilitate everyone setting up much quicker.
2: Oh, we're thoughtful, considerate, super nice, very intelligent.
0: No, 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 Completely selfish on our parts.
1: Um, there's no way just to do it with a phone. Maybe there well, is. Selfish you like zoom in knows. on a screen. You know, well, the question is, have you seen it that.
0: on a, have you seen it on an iP- iPad or any similar tablet? Does it look better? I have not seen. Yeah. I'd be curious to see. I'd be curious to see. So yeah, that the, that that cursed cadre looks pretty darn good. Uh, and then someone uh, on another Facebook post was basically talking. Their complaint was power creep, but their power creep complaint was oh
2: uh, the, about the more boxes on the uh, of
0: war. Yeah, about Kador, right? Huh. A, yeah. yeah, and then and I and this was one of those I didn't join in on. And there are a lot of people who are making some very salient points about. Well, you know, Cador uh, uh, has this, and these models can't do that, and those models can do this, and you know. But but here's what it comes down to, and this is the same complaint, right? That that we had at our last podcast. Very clearly, until Cador has a champion within privateer press, they are going to be Subpar. the the bottom of the the bottom of the Mark IV rung. Uh, or ladder. They're going to be last rung on the Mark IV ladder. So I don't think it's so much about power creep as much that they just don't know what to do with Kador, Uh or they don't have anyone suggesting what they should do with Kator. It's probably a more accurate comment. They don't have a,
2: they don't have a player champion the way like Legion does or something. And they don't have a staff member champion.
0: Yeah. I, I'm not so, sure what the deal is. I don't know. I don't know those kinds of details. I just think that, that it's I very- was once
2: the Kador, um champion.
0: You were the most influential man in war machine, Mr. I'm McKenna. the
2: one who got the uh, little uh, dude created to uh, go around with the Warcast so that I could give him – give something magical attacks or uh, put up a cloud or whatever else they allowed him to do. What the hell wow. is that guy called? The little
0: Cold and Escort guy? What the hell is he called? I think it's the Escort? No? Yeah, but okay. some
2: type of Escort. No, that guy went with the uh... –
0: oh like, you're right you're right that guy yeah no the the there was, it,
2: he was a colding guy but he, yeah he, he was but he attached to warcaster
0: yeah no i know yeah. who you're talking about i can picture the model in my head i can't think of the name it's amazing you have that kind of insight yet you cannot turn off your phone just uh it astounds me
2: no it's not my fault someone else reached out to me
0: yeah yeah
2: and it wasn't my phone
0: no I, what was I, that I
2: was, uh, no i was playing my brand new casio keyboard with my penis <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, how come the Japan hasn't turned that into a game show? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, you had made some comment on uh, some buff that the, uh, that the dwarves had gotten.
2: Yeah. Um, you, I did uh, you know, I
0: haven't just, heard anybody talk about this. So I'm curious.
2: So I, I don't think I'm wrong. Uh, this seems very new to me. Um, and although I'm not normally a fan of uh, what's his name? Uh, gorton
0: uh is it gorton is it durgan sorry i'm not normally a fan of
2: durgan but he uh i do not recall him ever having this new ability or at least i'm calling it a new ability hence why i don't recall it uh he's got a leadership for rule guard warriors which basically gives all rule guard warriors uh hit the deck which means dwarves are immune to blast damage, and should you directly hit a dwarf with an AOE weapon, he still doesn't get hit, but instead just gets knocked down. And then while he is knocked down, he cannot be hit by any ranged attacks. They automatically miss. That seems really good. It definitely seems like you are not killing him with any ranged assassination. Like, that's not happening because he is a rule guard warrior himself. It does say other does it say other yeah i hate it when i miss that word wow.
0: all right but still it i keeps, don't know maybe maybe it it's helps worth... actually
2: keep the solos alive mm-hmm. because that's normally the best way to kill a solos right like i'll miss and boost the blast damage anyway
0: maybe it's worth putting them on the table and see what happens and you know then he's one one of a a, a two pair you know what i mean like yeah no i'm a... not have to uh, i actually
2: might have to throw this out
0: all right well Nice to hear you're talking about dwarves again. Although there were a couple of threads in the last two weeks about, you know, people speculating about how cool it would be to have new dwarves. And
1: new I don't dwarves. think
0: that means anything. Like a Mark IV dwarf army. You know, like we have a Mark well, IV Cator. I,
2: I would have been fine even if they would have gave us a signal guy.
0: But I would love for that to happen. I would, uh, I would love for them to be.
2: You a- can't have a fantasy game without elves, dwarves, humans. And I want to say orcs, but in this case, it's trolls.
0: You know, uh, I I think about it this way: in the Infernal War and in the the Great Reaping, rule became like uh, uh, like rule. Stay out of it, right? They they yeah. uh, they became a haven. Like you know, they had to close their gates because people were flooding over there. Yeah. So you figure Mark Wait, four. Yeah. So Mark four uh, dwarves, yeah, could very could very well be. You know, like they might have have a have a retribution unit in the in them now because that's where those people live now. You know, uh, certainly uh, some Ogryn stuff. Uh, you know, like there's just a lot of potential there for for a lot of like um, uh, outcast type things. Right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like they don't have to be all dwarfs, although they technically, he had ogres last time too. But you're right. Um, kind of the sky's the limit as far as however creative you want to get.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you can include it. But that's just that's just speculative. We actually have no idea if uh, if, if Privateer Press is considering anything in the dwarven world for a year or two out from now. All right. Uh, so they should, they should move faster than slower. Yes, as they should.
2: Well, no, um, they have short is, little
0: legs. Well, <laughs>
2: that's true. <laughs> tough. Well, I I know this might be ridiculous, but I don't think I'm the only one who believes this. But Privateer Press is in some type of competition. It might not be a a strong competition, but there is some type of competition with GW. Right? Like, that's not too unrealistic. GW has definitely influenced Privateer. Privateer has definitely influenced GW. Okay. Um, Colossals and, you know, Imperial Knights, for example, is a great one. But that being said, the old world is coming back like the original warhammer fantasy and so like if you're going to do something with dwarves i would want to do it before gw did it so that no one can say we copied them
0: you know what i mean yeah i I, okay I, i don't really see that as registering as anything i don't know well because no game is ever going to like blatantly copy something
2: that someone else did like they just won't it just never happens okay you're saying that like so dismissively, and I don't get. I am because he I, does I, that, I, doesn't he? He does. I mean, other than like an elf with a bow, which is super generic anyway. It Steve, just doesn't look at happen. you.
0: You you wind him up when he did th- when he bears. No, Steve because his he's name. right.
2: Don't don't. Steve speaks the truth. He's the holiest amongst us. All right, yeah, leave him alone. Yeah. Whatever he says is true. Okay.
0: He's the pharaoh so, of
2: the group. All right, so let it be written, so let it be done. Steve has spoken.
0: Okay. So I, I wanted he to – do it uh, again. Yeah. I he I just wanna, did it again. Arnie. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's true. I want to move on and do uh, a, a rules corner. Uh, we haven't been able to do these for a while. There haven't been any kind of rulings for a while. But something that is very interesting that has happened is the forums, the rules tag forums have started to really pop and they've started to get some answers. Uh, I'm seeing – uh, the Infernal's on there much more frequently than they were in the past. I'm seeing Lauren Lauer on there. Uh, so it's really great getting some rulings. <clears throat> and finally, just this past week, that unit charge unstoppable issue that we had the flow chart for, the that, that Charlie created that I've been talking about since before WTC finally got ruled as that's the way it's supposed to work. Three models in a unit, two of them are engaged, one is not unit has Unstoppable. The one dude charges. The rest of them can pop in and get their charges. I was really glad to see that up there because I was annoyed that that didn't make it into any kind of update. Uh, the reasoning was they thought this had been kind of ruled already. It hadn't been. So, hey, good for them for recognizing that and, and, and saying something. And then if you go through the uh, the rules tag on the forum, uh, one of the other ones that popped out at me that I thought was very interesting was, you know, now we have scatter terrain. And, well, what happens... So scattered terrain, as soon as an 80 millimeter or larger touches it, it goes away. Well, what if you're dragging an 80 millimeter base? What happens if it stops and touches mm-hmm. an obstruction uh, or another model or whatever piece of terrain? It stops, but it's supposed to destroy it. So the ruling was is that both things happen. It stops and the terrain is destroyed, hmm. which I thought was a, a, a good way to handle it. I like that ruling. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I I would definitely take a look through uh uh through the rules tags now. There's a a lot more clarifications, a lot of interesting stuff in there. But those were the two that I thought were that were really good that should be pointed out. But there's a lot of stuff on that forum uh, on the rules tag. I should say it's not a separate forum anymore. Take a look through. Um, you know, it'll help clarify some things. All right, we are running a bit long, so Mister Rabideau, I'm going to ask you to read that emergence two fluff for the next cast. The after Captain Con cast, or we can discuss mm-hmm. uh, discuss some of that Emergence 2 stuff. Maybe by then there'll be an Emergence 3. We can talk about all sorts of things. Um, I'm going
2: to have a very special top five.
0: All right. It's going to uh, be
2: forgotten great movies of the
0: 80s that everybody should see. So everyone should tune in after Captain Con for that. Who knows? Uh, Arthur, are you, are you definitely in or out for Captain Con, or you still a no? No,
2: no. I've never been a no. And now I'm oh, I, mis-
0: I misunderstood. I'm sorry. And
2: now I'm leaning more towards yes. And the reason why I'm leaning towards yes, and I hate to admit it, all right, but this goes to show just how amicable I could be, and how open and honest I could be. I really missed that fucking pizza, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Whoa. But wow. I really want that. I really want that oily pan pizza again, because that was pretty friggin good. Are,
0: are you high? Are you no. high right now, Arthur? No, no, I'm no, being, no?
1: I'm being okay. genuine. Right. See, I'm as so. sober he's ever been.
0: Yeah. All <laughs> right. Well, it'll be great to have you there. Who knows? I'll bring, I'll bring the laptop. Maybe we can uh, record while we're there. We'll see how the how the weekend goes. We should do that. We should, well, should have someone while yeah. we're there. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good I, idea. Let, let, let's see what we can figure out. Well, uh, until then, closing thoughts, Mr. Rabideau. Anything to close us out?
1: Well, I was gonna say how excited I am for Captain Con and then the Boca brawl afterwards, but honestly, the only thing I'm excited about now is that pizza. That Arthur was good. That you gotta go. We gotta get that. Oh well, no, we're
2: going. I'm definitely going. Like it's it's almost the reason why I'm going. You're also talking to a lunatic who drove an hour and a half just to get a donut. So you know, I will do these three things. hours for pizza. No problem.
0: It's more than that. All right. Yeah, so but... uh, Arthur, anything you want to leave us with?
2: No. Other I you know, other than I already embarrassed myself and destroyed my entire brand by saying I'm willing to go to Rhode Island for pizza. All
1: right. Edit this part out, Seth. Edit it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully I see everybody at Captain Con, and if not, hopefully I see everybody at the brawl. But until then, this is Seth Cohen saying it doesn't matter what scenario you're playing in Steamroller twenty-four, if all your opponents' models are dead.